This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Sunday morning, it's Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. You know what it is? You know what time do, it is? I do, I do, I do. What? What is it? It's Ryder Cup, baby. Come on. Ryder Cup week is here, and away we go. By the way, great guests coming up on the show. We're going to visit with Mike Small. He's been the longtime head coach at the University of Illinois. And for fans that are listening out there, they may not understand this or know it. It's an absolute powerhouse. So we get to visit with Mike Small. Oh, yeah. What's, what Smalley's done in, what is it, 22, what did we say, Danny? Tw- over 20 years, let's just say. He's created a beast up there. They're they're turning out top players. They're they're a top program. He has not won the national title yet, but he is consistently in the top three or four every single year. That's Champagne, excuse me, Champagne Urbana. Really? Yeah. How do you get kids there to go play golf? But he's done it exactly. So can, so can't wait to talk with him. That's really gonna be fun. Then in the second hour, in studio with us, one of the top 100 NHL players of all time. And a guy that loves golf, and that's Chris Pronger. He'll be with us, the former Blues defenseman, number 44 up in the rafters. So looking forward to visiting with Chris. Loved watching him play, Danny. Loved watching him play. And he's such a good guy. He's a, a community guy. He's got a golf tournament with Cardinal Glenn and Hospital. He's he just he's a, he's a fun-loving guy. I'm sure he'll, we'll have a few chuckles. It'll be fun to see what, what, uh, what Pronger has to say. All right, let's get into Ryder Cup week. Yeah. What makes this so exciting for you? A former player on the PGA Tour for nearly 30 years, what is it about the Ryder Cup? Well, this is different because you're playing for your country. All these guys are multi-multi-millionaires. This isn't about money. This is about pride. This is about the red, white, and blue. And, man, I don't know what to think. I've read – I got to interview Colin Montgomery. He's He tried to convince me that the U.S. was a prohibited favorite, and I'm like, I'm not buying into that, man. I'm, I'm not buying into that. And he talked about Adberg not even ever – even having played in a major and all that stuff, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. We haven't won over there, Danny, in 30 years, man. I can't wait to watch Adberg because I've heard so much about him even previously – before he, uh, when, when he was an amateur and then coming out to be a pro, and Rory McIlroy, they've, they've all played together now and they've done their practice rounds and team bonding and all those kind of things. He said, man, wait till you watch this guy. In terms of being a pure, pure ball striker, yeah. he said he might be the best on our team. That's right crazy. now. Crazy. Right I know. Now. Look at what, and look at what the Ryder Cup, the uh, Euros did last weekend at the BMW on the, uh, the DP uh, World Tour. The, all 12 guys played. All 12 made the cut, and I think eight were in the top 12 or something. It was crazy. Adberg had the outright lead going into Sunday's round and shot four over and finished like 10th or something like that. And he, you know, Rory was seventh, and it just went up and down the line lineup. I think uh, Victor was fifth, and Rom was fourth. And, it, you know, they're loaded. Well, uh, you're making a case that you've got the top five players 
certainly four, maybe five players in the world, one through five, playing for the Euros. And that's what makes them just sensational going into this event. Yeah, and I think they're much more strategic, Danny, when it comes to picking the golf courses and then setting them up. Look, we whipped their ass up in Whistling Straits. There's no two ways about it. We won 19 to 9. No two ways about it. But that golf course didn't favor us. We just had uh, our team was loaded and everybody's playing well, but DJ's not on this team. Bryson DeChambeau's not on this team. And and so there's there's others. And so we're going over to a place in Rome where the players won't have more than three rounds of of practice and, and, and comfort on that golf course. And they are really going to have to bring their A game. It's not only the A game. I think it's camaraderie too. And people say, well, wait a minute. You know, it's it's you against the golf course, but yet team format in some of this when you get Thomas and you get Spieth together, yep. guys that have had success in Ryder Cups together playing with each other like this, that makes a difference. There is something to that. Oh, hell yeah, Danny. Plus, it, you, th- this is bigger than you. This is bigger than me. You and I are out there playing together. We don't want to let each other down. We don't want to let the 300 and some odd million people that are red, white, and blue fans down. I mean, that's what this is all about. That's why you see, I mean, how torn up was Rory at Whistling Straits last year? I mean, crying. Yeah, he was despondent. And and I mean, that's how much it means to these guys. So it's must-watch TV. I can't wait. And the fact that these games... And these matches are being played in in Italy. It doesn't seem like much. Not made, much has been made of it. But to me, it's that is shows you how far this game has come to becoming a worldwide game. You know, it it it's it's just phenomenal. If you'd have asked anybody thirty years ago, do you ever see the Ryder Cup going to uh, Italy? They'd be like, "Why?" Right. Exactly. And honestly, they'd be like, "No. Why would we go there?" Well, Francesco Marinari has won a major championship, the first Italian. I mean, it's just great for the game. It's great for all both both sides of the pond and as far as that's concerned. If you're Zach Johnson, let's uh, go into yeah. his head a little bit, and you're leading the United States team. Who are some of the pairings you think you're looking at right now? And, and does it change day by day, in your opinion, just watching guys play on Friday and then so on and so forth? So you're going to go in there favoring certain guys. There's just guys you're going to favor. Danny, putters, good to great putters. They're they're always hanging around. Then you're going to get a pulse to see which one of your 12, who's playing the best, which guys are playing the best. Now, a couple of teams that have been dynamic, not only Spieth and Thomas, but Shafley and Cantlay. They're, they're two studs. Very quiet. They pair up extremely well together. They're definitely going to go out. You've got, we still have world number one, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, it seems like everybody's walking all over yeah. and looking at him because of his putting woes. But you He know, just didn't play that well in the last, I would say, and you say it's all relative, right? right. He didn't play well. well he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't winning a right. lot of tournaments down the stretch. But still, you know, he's had top fives, top tens, all that stuff. He's, he's consistent as you can get. Yeah, he really is. And he's a baller. And what I mean by that is he has a compete level, Danny, that is super high. I mean, Tiger's had the highest compete level of any athlete I've ever seen. Michael Jordan prior to that, you know, with, with the basketball court, where you could literally watch them will to not lose. 
You know what I mean? And Jordan going out what the the time he had the flu and could barely keep his head about and lit him up for 40-something and carried his team to victory. Tiger's the same way, man. Tiger'd have an 80-foot putt for a triple bogey, and he's grinding over that thing like he wants to beat us for $5, and it's a five-footer. You know, he never gives up on any single shot. That's hard to do. It's really hard to do. Scotty Scheffler's got a high compete level. So it's going to be interesting because a lot of people say this thing is going to hinge on the rookies on each squad. And our rookies are Wyndham Clark and Sam Burns and uh, Brian Harmon. And love Brian Harmon. You know oh, why I love him. I know you picked it. That's a, one of the greatest <laughs> picks of all time for you. Out of left I don't field. know how. But his putter was so hot amazing. going into there. He, so he's a guy to look for. He, plus, Danny, I watched him play a match play. I watched him when I was with uh, PGA Tour Life. He took down Rory. He nearly won the Accenture match play in Austin. He's a he's a gutty. I know he's from Georgia, so I shouldn't call him a bulldog. He's a pit bull. <laughs> he's just going to hang on, man. He's going to stick his head in there. He's gonna You're going to kick him around. He's not going anywhere. He could be two down early. It's not going to face him. He's got a plan. If he's on his game that week, he's big. I'm, I'm drawing a blank, Danny, on who's our fourth uh, rookie, but we'll, I'll, I'll come up with it. But that's not what's what's really important. What we, we, we have to watch is who plays well for the Euros as well. You know, because you – got to believe they're going to run Rory, they're going to run Victor, they're going to run Rombo, and they're going to run um, Hovland. Hovland, yeah. Um, yeah, that was Victor. But, and who's oh, yeah, a, you said who's, Victor. Who's our four? Um, who am I missing in their top four? Um, yeah, what, what, whatever. So we we have Fitzpatrick, we have Fleetwood. Oh, uh, Terrell Hatton. There you go. You're going to – one of those – so Rom, Hovland, and, and Rory, and whoever's playing best out of – Fitzpatrick, Hatton, and Fleetwood, they're going to get a lion's share of the work. And then let's see what happens. If Adberg comes out, I bet you they put, I bet you Luke Donald puts Adberg out in the first couple of matches, in the first couple of games. And if Adberg comes out on fire, like we think he will be, write him. You're going to write him. Yeah. And that's what you, that's what, that's a lot of what you do. Hell, Denny. Talking to the players that have played in these matches, they say, A, they've never, ever experienced nerves like this before in their life, ever before. And they've also said at the end of the week, they've never been more gassed and out of it. And it's like a full week's recovery because it's emotional. It's a lot of golf in a short period of time. You know, so a lot of these guys will be playing 36 on Friday, 36 on Saturday, and then that singles match. And that's where the whole thing's decided. And so... Man, I let's just keep talking about. I get excited. I wish we would watch it right now. It's so much fun. You mentioned that you had a visit with, thanks to I Promise, one of the sponsors here on our show, Golf with Jay Delsing, um, a sit down fireside chat with Colin Montgomery, who competed in a number of Ryder Cups, and he, I, I tell you what, he had a lot of guts with how he handled the crowds here in the United States, because they were merciless on him. Brutal. Yes. Danny, you could take what the fans did to Colin Montgomery and compare him to any other sport. It was brutal. merciless, brutal. It was He was so gracious and so much fun, and we're going to get that uh, interview on the show. We're still waiting for the soundbite. But, yeah, thanks to – I promise. Thanks to Colin for being – we we talked for over an hour, and um, – he nearly fell out of his chair, which was kind of fun because the chairs over at the Ledoux Racket Club were just a little wacky. And it was it was just fascinating. But, Danny, how about this? His record in the Ryder Cup, 29-7. and seven. It's incredible. He's never been beaten 
in singles matches. That's the one ever. that stands out to me. Ever in singles matches. What? When you're mano y mano, and these crowds are yelling at him, making fun of him, all over him, and he just shoves it right back to you. Yeah, I gotta Pretty tell good. you, I gotta tell you a funny story about the Ryder Cup and David Faraday. So Faraday made a Ryder Cup team. I didn't know that. Yeah, he made a Ryder Cup team and it was the war in the shore. When we played down at Kiowa Island, Dave Stockton was a coach. That's I mean, was the captain, and that was the year that Bernard Langer had a six foot putt on eighteen. To, to win the match or lose the match. And he missed it. Hale Irwin goes down as a hero because he was against Bernard, playing against Bernard. But anyway, so Faraday talks about, I said, what's it like being in the room? And he's like, Seve was larger than life. Look, you had Nick Faldo, you had Cal Montgomery, you had Jose Maria, you had all of these characters, but Seve was larger than life. You know, and he says to Faraday, he goes, are you nervous? And he goes, well, yeah, I'm really nervous. He goes, yeah, you know what? I almost crapped in my pants, you know? And he says all these things, and he's put his arm around David every day and all this stuff. And I said, man, it sounds like you and Seve really bonded. He goes, no, not really. I go, really? What happened? He goes, I don't know. I got paired with him the next week. He called me Doug three times. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That great? That's awesome. That is so great. I got to tell you one other Ryder Cup story that is Azinger and Seve had these battles. And Seve was not beyond gamemanship. Little <clears throat> in the backswing. And, uh, you know, Seve did oh, that. Oh, yeah. There was lots of heat. So, and Azinger would not back down. So they, they're playing, I think it was at Kiowa, but it doesn't matter. They go, they hit their drives over the hill, and everybody drives it in the fairway. And Azinger goes up to a ball, and he's t- making a stance. He's looking at this stance, and this, there's a sprinkler head near this ball. And, and, and Azinger's like, Hey Sev, do you think this you know this ball deserves a drop from the from the sprinkler head? It's kind of in a way. And Sev goes, no, 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 no. You must play this ball. And Azinger goes, great, because this is your ball. No way. Oh yeah, dude, oh. it was on. What what is it like? You think you know these guys are a tight knit group? Yeah. On the PGA tour, they're a tight knit group. You know, they respect each other for the most part. I mean, guys yeah. may have some yeah. beefs with others, but not really. But then you get into this format, and the emotions come out, and it, it's it's not as gentlemanly as you would normally say a golf match would be. You throw that out the window, man. When these guys get together, and everything's on the line like this, yeah, they're 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 going to one of the things that I think. Um, well, I know that Zach Johnson and Luke Donald have brought into play specifically was to make sure that we don't lose track of the ga- of the sportsmanship of this thing because it can to your point it gets out of hand it can just get out of hand listen we're competitive males and we can be crazy and you know things happen and that's the way it goes sometimes we yell and scream at one another people we love even we do that sure. too and that happens but um so i know that they've what they really didn't like and don't like is when the crowd starts picking on the other side. And I could tell you what was really cool up at Whistling Straits, Danny. Um, Spieth and Thomas were out, and they were putting a pretty good whooping on the uh, Euro side. And um, one of the spectators said something really out, off color. It was inappropriate. About, I remember. And I remember us talking about this specifically, and Spieth got in that guy's face. He's like, no, yep. we're not doing that. Do not go there. You know, just, just root for the red, white, and blue all you want. Leave all that personal assassination, all that stuff out of there. 
We're, we're going to visit with Mike Small. He's the head coach at the University of Illinois. Just to give you an idea of his resume, he's had top five finishes in the country in eight of the last 12 years. In terms of conference championships, he's won 14. Three times they have been ranked number one in the country but never won the national championship. And I believe, Jay, it was last year that they lost in the semis. So yep. he's right on the cusp of winning that national championship. But I can't wait to ask him be one of my first questions I'm going to ask him, and you touched upon this. How in the hell do you get a kid <laughs> exactly. from Arizona, Florida, uh, Southern California to go to, and this is no disrespect to Champaign-Urbana. Of course, we've both been there. But it's cold, and, and guys like to play in warm weather, but right. I would imagine he says those are the kind of players I want. If they yep. want to be here, let's, let's tee it up and let's go. Yeah, and you know what it's going to be, Danny? My prediction, it's going to be culture. It's going to be Mike's attitude. Mike's, first of all, Mike is a damn good player. He's won on a lot of levels. He's had his tour card before. He's done played good golf on the Champions Tour, but he's he's like the Pied Piper, man. He 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 he's honest with people. He's straightforward and um yeah, there's a lot of things I want to ask him as well. The other part too is he's been there a long time and as we know, society changes all the time. Yep. Kids change. Oh, yeah. Social media and how that's maybe changed recruiting or what the kid is like. NIL now, name, image, likeness with big-time programs. They're involved in that. It's not just football and basketball. Golf is involved in that. So I'm, I'm curious how he is evolved with these kids that he brings into his program. I, I, I am too, Denny. I saw where Deion Sanders' son, is it Shakur? I'm not sure how you pronounce his first name, the quarterback. He's driving around a Malbec. The, 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 what, he was on a national like, commercial the I, other day. I know. It was Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm like, who is that kid? The whole Sanders was family like, was on it. I know. I, I know. And it's, it's just amazing. And so, you know what? More power to all of them. If they can get it, God bless them. You would have made a, a hell of a living at uh, UCLA if NIL was around. Oh, Two-time All-American, I don't brother. know what they would have done over there. They would have probably... They might have been paying you under the table anyway. Somebody might have... We're not going to talk about that. Somebody <laughs> might have bought me a cheeseburger out there, though. I would have taken it. I would have taken it gladly. Jay Delsing is uh, the host of this show. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We call this Golf with Jay Delsing, as we do in our first segment. We tip our cap, and we're going to tip our cap to which should be a great week of golf and the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. Danny, we will be – I don't know where we're going to be watching. If we're out playing, we'll have it on both of our phones. We'll have it on the speaker on our music. It'll be it'll be piped in. And then it's just must-watch must TV. So hats off to the, the um, PGA of America because they actually own this franchise now. It's become – just a cornerstone of golf every two years, you know, and, and, uh, and, and you know what else is cool? We've had Luke Donald on, we're going to get Zach Johnson on hats off to the captains for, for, for putting this thing together and running this thing in a way that we can all be proud. Hopefully we're, we're swinging the red, white, and blue proudly after this week, but it's going to be 30 years since we won. So our, I'm all over the place. I'm all excited. You I'm are babbling excited. around. I love it. I got to thank my buddy Colin Burt. You must be nervous <laughs> about interviewing Mike Small coming up. That's <laughs> what it, it is. It must be at the DT Volkswagen <laughs> of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. Colin, thank you for the help. Guys, you need any sort of vehicle, Colin's your guy. They're in Manchester and Kirk, on Manchester and Kirkwood, so give them a call, 314-966-0303. I don't know if that was actually a, a tip of the cap commercial <laughs> or not. It was long and all over the place, Danny, kind of like some of my drives. It's all, Some of yours, some of mine. That's Jay Delsing. Obviously, he's fired up on a Sunday morning 
a Sunday morning getting ready to interview both Chris Pronger coming up in hour number two. Mike Small, the head coach of Illinois, he's up next. And this is Golf with Jay Delsing presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, $55,000 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. This is Dan McLaughlin, inviting you to the 21st annual Dan McLaughlin Golf Tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation. This tournament has raised over $5 million and 100% of the money raised has gone to children with special needs in our community. To sponsor, volunteer, or to play in the event on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club, please visit sef-stl.org. I'll see you on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club. I want to thank the Gateway section of the PGA again for supporting the Golf with Jay Delsing show. This is their third year of support. Over 300 men and women in our area supporting golf and making our golf experiences so much better. Through PGA Reach, PGA Hope, the Junior League, and the list goes on and on. These are just examples of programs and charitable aspects at different opportunities that our section supports and enhances in our community. Whether it's a driving range somewhere, your country club, or whatever it is, and it has to do with golf, our section and their members will have their hands in it and involved in it. Our professionals are there making the game better for everyone. We want to thank the Gateway section of St. Louis. Hi, this is Adam Best from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 
966-0303, and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. He is considered one of the best college coaches in the game today. Has one of the best programs. Led the Illini to the NCAA championships in 13 of the last 14 events, 15 times overall in the last 22 years. And that is the head coach of the Fighting Illini, Mike Small. Hey, Mike, thanks for uh, hopping on with us. We certainly appreciate it. Oh, great. Great to be here, guys. Always happy to talk. Mike, I got to tell you, it is so cool for being a Midwestern guy. You and I have known each other for a long time, and we don't want to keep dating ourselves. But man alive, <laughs> to think about what you've done at Illinois and to, to, to make the fight in Illini a national power in golf. Talk us through that a little bit, bud. Well, I appreciate that, Jay. And, and you know, when I took the job 23 years ago, we wanted to compete. We wanted to build a program. We just didn't want to have a good team once in a while. That's kind of the the MO of, of a, of a quote-unquote northern program back in the day was they'd get some guys together, they'd get better, they'd have a good season, they'd graduate, then they'd have to rebuild and get better for two or three years. And I didn't, you know, I, I want to build a program, something that could stand the test of time and be competitive every year, not just regionally but nationally. And the administration backed me and the alums and donors backed me and then uh, the players that came to play for me at Illinois and play for the our program subscribe to that theory and that vision as well and then you know we've had so fast forward 23 years now we've had eight uh top five national finishes in the last 12 years and 13 or 14 big 10 championships and and uh we've been ranked number one i think three times at the end of the season in the nation this year we just finished up being ranked number one at the end of the year by the official golf set ranking for the for college now we didn't win the thing we got beat in the quarterfinals but to show some longevity not only in those years, but also throughout the season, um, is something we talk about. We talk about consistency. We talk about uh, not trying to time um, the season, not trying to peak for the NCAAs or peak for the Big Ten Championship, but to get our games good enough and strong enough and have our standard be good enough to where we can just show up and compete at the highest level. And, um, you know, I think I learned that, and, you know, kind of back when I knew you, Jay, back when we played, uh, you were on the PJ tour. I was trying to get there. I eventually did. Didn't stay long enough. But um, you know, we were, people always talk about timing, timing themselves for tour school. And and I learned it pretty easily. The best way to get your tour card was to get good enough to just play your standard, play your average to get you on tour, not time it. And and that's kind of the basis of our program. We wanted to get players who are good enough to play at the level we wanted to play at with with their game. They didn't have to be perfect to to, to accomplish our goals. And we wanted our team to have the mindset that uh, when we show up to play, we're going to bring our game and we're going to compete. And it's going to be good enough to uh, to put us in the mix. So, yeah, to to like, like I said, we think we've had finished. We finished, we finished second one year. We finished third, I think, three times. We finished fifth, maybe four or five times now in the nation. And it's something that we're proud of. That consistency is uh, what I'm most proud of. And uh, sure, we want to win it. We hopefully will win it someday. But to be in the game at the last couple of days of the season on national TV 
it's something we've been a mainstay at, and it's, it's and I'm very proud of the guys for that. Mike, you have done an incredible job in this. I mean this with all due respect. How do you convince a kid <laughs> to say, okay, come to Champagne, and it's let's say December, or January. Check us out. It's a little chilly, and these kids are coming from Florida, Texas, all over the world, warm weather places, California, and you're able to convince them to come play and compete for the Fighting Illini. How are you able to do that? Well, it was it was toughest at the start. It was difficult to try to get kids to see the vision, but I think that you know the history of, of playing myself was something that was unique in college golf and coaching. And I mean, I wanted to get kids that wanted to be to be professional golfers someday. Sure, you come get a degree. That's the first and foremost reason why you come to Illinois is to get that degree. But close, close second, right behind it, is to get your game good enough to play golf professionally and, 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 and compete for NCAA championships. Once we started doing that, I think Scott Langley was actually one of the first ones that got this trend going here from St. Louis. Um, we convinced Scott to come up with a, a buddy of his, uh, Christophorus, and then Luke Guthrie followed the next year, and then Thomas Peters, who we all know, Ryder Cup fame, and European tour player follow the next year. And then we've been going strong since that season. And um, so I think Scott has a lot to do with it. He saw the vision. He saw what we were building. He liked the energy and liked the, and liked, um, you know, how we go about our business. But then when you couple that with, I think we have almost over 18, it is over $18 million with a golf facilities right on campus, just for our men's and women's teams, private facilities, indoor, um, 20,000 square foot building and the 24 acre teaching center outside, which according to the TPI guys, I've got titles has come out from, from Greg Rose has come out from California and it's, it's, it's the best training facility in the world that we have in Champaign. And, um, when kids see that vision that the coaching staff and the administration, the alums want to build something special. And then we have the, the history and the toughness and the energy behind that. Um, once they see it, touch it, feel it and hear or feel our energy on visits, they, 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 they like what they see. And then the weather becomes secondary, which I think it should. I think people, people equate good, good weather with golf. Well, if you're a weekend golfer, well, sure, you don't want to play in bad golf. But if you want to play for a living and you want to play for your livelihood, uh, Jay knows this, should go anywhere to, to, to play, to play against the best and to make a living. I mean, I mean, we always talk about it. We'll, we'll putt on gravel and, <laughs> and, and play, in, play in January if it means winning a championship. And that's the mindset you have to have if you're going to be a professional golfer. You, don't, you, you can't pick and choose your spots to compete. So I think the weather becomes secondary once they feel our energy and they see our success and they see the number of players we have on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, Nick Hardy's doing great out there. He won this year. You know, Adrian DeMont, Deschassart, uh, graduated from our program what, two months ago, and now he's got his PGA Tour card through the Corn Ferry already. He got it yesterday. We graduated two first-team All-Americans two months ago, uh, the only program in the country to have two first-team All-Americans this year. So that's pretty, pretty. I'm pretty uh, proud of the guys for doing that. So when guys see that and they, they see the success perpetuate itself from Scott Langley all the way up to Adrian and, uh, and Tommy Cool this year, I think they see consistency, they see longevity, and they see that this formula works. I got to tell you, Smalley, I, I, I'm I page through the accomplishments and 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 the All Americans and the guys that are playing on the PGA Tour and 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 then I look at your accomplishments. I mean, it's a tie for first with how long all these things are, man. Uh, it, it, it's got to feel great though to be able to look back and think, man, am I? I'm sure you may have had some of those nights with your wife thinking, "Am I crazy? You know, am I going to be able to do this at Illinois?" And now you look at it and go. We are a national power, and we are, you know, we have kids that want to come to us. And, Jay, you bring up a good point. You know, 
you know this, back when we were getting better and learning and growing as young pros, we were taught to stay in the present. Don't think about the past. Every shot you hit, it's in the past. You were thinking of the next one. Well, I did such a good job at that, that, um, well, I've been, you know, it's how, it's how I kind of live my life. I was told by some really good friends of mine and some people close to the program and even coaches on other programs, say, Smalley, you got to stop and, and think about what you've done you know, and what this program has done because you always, I'm, I'm always on to the next tournament, uh, next week, the next season, um, and I don't reflect much. And it's really helped me the last couple of years really maybe slow down and just take a deep breath and maybe, maybe uh, you know, just relax a little bit that I can sit back and, man, we have done some cool things. And we are a blue blood in college golf. Um, it's something that, that if you know, you would have told me, if, I think the last 14 years, if you average NCAA finishes, we're number one or 1A one in uh, average NCAA finish in the nation. And and I didn't realize that until a couple of years ago, two, three, four years ago. I didn't even think about it much. And and now that I can reflect on it and really see what these kids have done, I'm more proud of them. I'm more proud of them for for just you know listening and, and, and letting us kind of dictate the culture and they buying in and following it and then using their talent and their uh, discipline and their desire to be great to, to, to do it. And, you know, it's just not me. I mean, I've been, the, I've been at the head here, you know, doing it, but these kids are hitting shots. The donors are supporting us with the funds. The administration is, is, is helping us work through all the, all of the red tape of college athletics. So it's, 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 it's been a, a conglomerate of things, but to sit back and, and know that, I kind of jump-started it and kind of got this thing rolling. It makes me very proud. You know, I went to school here. You know, Steve Stricker and I were teammates here. Uh, Strick's been valuable in our in our ascent as well. And um, it's, just, it's 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 pretty cool to do it. But, again, I got I, I can sit and do that and see that. But I also got to realize we got a season starting uh, tomorrow. And we got a whole new whole new run here to go. So now it's time to maybe put that behind us and let's go get us, you know, try to get us another one. It's interesting, isn't it, Smalley, because you sit there and go, man, this is really a dynasty. I don't care what you say. It really is. What you've created over there is a powerhouse. But like anything else, you take your foot off the gas or you take your eye off the ball and life and kids and other schools and everything else will pass you right by. I, you said it perfectly. And we talk about it all the time. And I had a recruit in town this last week. And we were looking at all the trophies and all the All-American plaques and all the national stuff and trophies. And, and, and I'm like, you know what motivates us, though, is that the, none of those are guaranteed. We may never, ever win another one. And, and that's true. We may not. And that's what motivates us. That's what motivates, I think, successful people that they can, they can, they can put, those, put those in perspective and realize that um, I got to get after it again tomorrow. And, um, um, but you're exactly right, Jay. And you know that from playing professional golf, man. If we, we live in the past too long or, um, you know, we just take for granted what we're doing and think we got it licked, um, this game above, above all else will take care of that and, and, and put us back in our place. Hey, Mike, if you could hold on, we'd appreciate it. Mike Small, the head coach of the Fighting Illini, is our guest, one of the most dominant programs in college golf. A reminder, next hour, we visit in studio with NHL Hockey Hall of Famer Chris Pronger. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. I'd like to welcome I Promise to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. What is I Promise, you ask? It's a St. Louis-based company with the most clinically-backed eye health performance supplement brand with over 20 years of eye health expertise and nutrition science. It's all natural and their cutting edge science and technology has helped I Promise forge many exciting new golf partnerships, like with the PGA of America, 
the Titleist Performance Institute, the Ledbetter Academy, and many more. Perhaps the most exciting component for me is that all of this new improvement is measurable. I can tell you that in my case, my initial score was around 0.25. And after taking the I Promise product for two plus months, my score soared to almost 0.60. It had more than doubled. I can now read the greens better because I'm not really dealing with as much glare and trying to manage that. And I squint much less when I'm playing golf. And you don't have to take it from me. Check out what Padraig Harrington has to say about this product. He is playing some of the best golf of his career in his early 50s, and he swears, I promise, has helped improve his short game. Check out I Promise. That's I Promise, the company helping us to see better, play better, and live better. Visit them at IPromise.com. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. You all know by now that Marcone is a fantastic community steward. From donating service dogs for our wounded heroes in need to supporting our men and women first responders through the Backstoppers. This year at the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic, Marcone will once again sponsor the military viewing deck on the 18th hole at Norwood Hills. This is a specifically designed area for our military, police and fire, and first responders. Marcone will have complimentary food and beverage as well as ample seating for our friends to watch some great PGA Tour champions golf from a perfect vantage point. And did I mention that entrance into the Ascension Charity Classic the entire week is complimentary? That's right. It's completely free for our men and women in the military, police and fire, and first responders. Reach out to us at ascensioncharityclassic.com or me at j at jdelsinggolf.com for more information and tickets. It's Marcone, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting edge products to deliver the highest quality in property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you. That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs. Hi, this is Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. 
This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. A reminder that Golf with Jay Delsing airs every Sunday, 8 to 10, here on 101 ESPN. Also a reminder, next hour in studio, Hockey Hall of Famer Chris Pronger. Should be a fun visit with him. Mike Small is our guest, the head coach at Illinois. Quite the resume, eight top five finishes in the last 12 years, 14 conference championships, three times ranked number one in the college polls. Having said all that, Mike, I'm curious about NIL, name, image, and likeness. We see it in football, basketball, now in golf, but NIL has really changed the landscape of college sports. It has. It's starting to. Um, not to the level of football and basketball, though. I think that's the difference. I think uh, there, there, there's we have players that have NIL deals, and some top college players have some significant deals, but it's all pales in, in comparison to football and basketball and 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 i'm a supporter of nil i i think name image and likeness is is synonymous with america if you can capitalize on your name image and likeness more power to you but um where i draw the line is is when you're in college if the time and effort you're putting into uh gaining some nil money or or uh, benefits if it infringes on your ability to get your education and study or to practice your trade and, and, and be a part of your team then I think there's some conflict and that happens a lot where these kids are getting pulled away and their minds are not only getting pulled away, but they're physically getting pulled away from, uh, from taking care of the business at hand. And I think that's something that concerns me. Um, but I think the NIL thing in, in the big sports would not be as uh, controversial, you know, people doubting it if it didn't match up with the transfer rules. And that's something in golf, we've always had the ability in golf and, the, and there's all the minor sports, you could always transfer at any time you want and not sit out a year. But in football and basketball this year's and, and a couple of the sports, if you transfer, you had to sit out a year. Well, they waived that rule where you can transfer and be eligible right away at the same exact time they enacted NIL. I think it was it was kind of a coincidence. But those two, the way they feed off each other, now people are transferring to get more money from another school, which which is defeats the purpose of both of them. So together they've worked in as a negative when something could have been, um, when, if they were, if they were independent of each other, I think they both could have been a, a, a for sure positive. Mike, we've seen the game change uh, so much, uh, such a power game and, but your boots on the ground and you're seeing these young men from literally all over the world. What are you seeing as the, as, as the biggest change in the game? Yeah. The power, the far as far they're hitting it and, but I'm conflicted, though. I really am, Jay. I'm, I might be on the minority on this, but the kids are stronger nowadays. <clears throat> They're playing golf more. But the athletes back then were just as good as the athletes now. There's just more of them. Look, to, I mean, take me, for instance. I've, I've played, what, 15 Champions Tour events since I've been 50. I'm 57 now. I'm hitting it 30 yards farther now at 57 than I did when I played the PGA Tour in, the mid my young, in, my, in my lower 30s. It's not me. It's not them. It's not my athleticism. It, the equipment has really enabled us to do that, and so the equipment I think has changed the game in conjunction with the better with the players. More more players are playing, but it's a different game, man. It's a power game. Um, the wedges, the short irons have always been important, but now they're even more important. Uh, the courses in college golf are playing are so much more difficult, um, and it's helping the players get better. But all in all, the players are deeper. The top players, I don't know if they're any better than the top players they were 20 years ago when I first started coaching. The first year I started coaching, I think, uh, I'm trying to think who won 
who won the NCAA that year, but uh, it, I'm, I'm losing my mind right here. But it's it, the top players aren't any better, but I think they're so much more deeper. And and I'm I'm one of the minorities without getting too deep here. I think I think Golf Channel has had a huge effect on the development of players. Do you remember when we were in college, Jay? When we were we didn't watch we watched the PGA Tour golf for two hours a day on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. It was like some mythical place that they're out there playing, and and we never got to see them. Well, now these kids have grown up with Golf Channel 24-7 and they get to know the players and watching them and they're so familiar with it. When my players now get out of college, when Adrian DeMont Deschassart got out of college two months ago, he'd already been around it and seen it and familiar with it. He wasn't intimidated at all. And I think that has something to do with it too. So I think players are better. They're stronger. Scores are are, are deeper. Um, or I said the, the number of players that can shoot those scores is greater and deeper, but I think it's a lot of factors, and it's just it's it's been fun watching it evolve. I bet it has. You know, the one thing, Smalley, that hasn't changed is the size of that hole. You still got to figure out a way to get your ball around the golf course <laughs> and get that that thing to go in the hole. And when when we were kids, you know, the the best players hit their their long stuff high and their short stuff low. And I don't see many many guys hitting low wedges anymore. No, you're right. You're right. And maybe I'm. I still teach that though. I, I mean, I still promote that. I think you want to hit your, your, you know, golf is a distance control game. And, and I still believe now the equipment makes it not as much when the ball doesn't spin as much, but if you can get the ball out of the air, you have more control over distance. And I agree with you, buddy, but yeah, these guys are sending their short irons high and just send them up in the air for a long time. But equipment lets that happen. The ball lets that happen. It's, 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 it's not as you don't lose control of it as much as you did back in the day with the balls we used, but you still, I still believe flighting the ball is important because it takes the variables out, it takes the wind, the conditions, the, the temperature change, whatever it is. The quicker you can get it down on the ground, the better, the, the more consistent you'll be. But I believe that if you're a young person, you learn the whole, you still learn the game from the hole backwards, not from the tee forwards. But I think a lot of coaches now are, you know, PJ teaching teaching pros who are who are great for the game. But I think a lot of them are teaching distance before these kids learn. Uh, greens and chip and putt, and I think that may maybe uh, maybe not in the right order, in my opinion. I still I still think you learn the game from the hole backwards, and then you develop your speed and distance. And um, um, you know, that's just for my two cents worth. That's kind of what I feel. Mike Small is our guest. He is the head coach of the Fighting Illini. And Mike, my final question for you is about recruiting. How how has that changed over the the last two plus decades? You've been involved with this Division One golf, uh, the advent of social media, NIL, all the different things that come into place with this, and and how do you recruit? What's your philosophy with that? That is well said. There's so many more variables. You know, <laughs> you, the, uh, yeah, social media, social media is a big deal. I got, you know, we can have two assistant coaches now. Uh, as of this year, in you know, in uh, July, we can we we can hire a, a second assistant. So now the recruiting is even getting it more competitive and more time and consuming and, and expensive. And, but I need those guys for the social media aspect because that's a little tough on me at my age, Sure, but it's so important. Everything, the parents are more, um, are more, they're more involved than they ever were, but they're also more informed and, um, kids have uh, placement services now and their, their coaches and, and pros are helping them find places and, there's just a lot more going on, a lot more people in the equation, a lot more things to think about. Um, and and I think administrations and colleges are starting to see the value of golf and how it can be a great you know doorstep for your athletic department, front doorstep to 
to welcome potential supporters and donors that play golf and can can uh, can kind of familiar, you know, kind of you know feel a some synergy with the sport because they play it themselves, and it's becoming you know it's becoming more important. So uh, winning is more important. Um, facilities are getting better. We're traveling. I mean, all the top teams we travel private privately a lot now to get us back for class. We're traveling off farther tournaments. Um, it's just evolved into a in, in, into a into a state where. Um, the players are coming to college to get that degree, but also to get their games ready for the next level. They're thinking about professional golf earlier, and they're getting all the support from technology and instructions and everything else while they're there. And And those are all the questions I ask in recruiting. Uh, they want to know where they're going to have the best opportunity to get better. And and that's our job as coaches is to to inform them correctly and 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 have them have them see the benefit of playing it in Illinois. I wish you could have – Jay oh. wanted to ask the next question, but I wish you could have seen Jay's face when you said flying privately. He said, what? Oh, what was this at UCLA? Man, I'm talking about a 12-passenger a white van that was headed back to L.A. from Medford, Oregon, or, or from Cor- Corvallis, Oregon, Smalley. And we were like, yeah, we're going to get there in a day and a half, you know, with private jets. Jay, I'm with you. I did, this, I did the same thing. and we 20 years ago we were doing the same thing, but – it's getting to a point now where if you want to keep up with the Texases and the in the Southern schools and the and yes the UCLA's you gotta you know you gotta you gotta you gotta step up to the plate and be able to compete and um, you know being a part of the Big Ten Conference is a big asset uh, it really is the, the um, you know we're 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 taken care of at such a better level because of the power of the conference the, the SEC is the same way and and um, people want to win. Uh, supporters want to win, donors want to win, alums want to win. And as long as that happens, we're going to keep pushing the needle to give these guys the best chance to compete. And, and in essence, but the bottom line is it benefits the kids. It gets them ready for the next level. Um, it gives them a chance to see how good they can be at an earlier age. Mike, one of the things that, that dawns on me, and I'm sure you'll concur, we've had Tom Watson on the show. We had Curtis Strange on the show. Some of the guys that grew up similarly to the way that we did and we played you know, the weather turned and we put our golf clubs away and we played basketball. Yeah. We played soccer. We did all this stuff. But the the cold weather can definitely make you a better, more hardy player. Andy North, Danny, I think, mentioned the fact that when he left Madison and went down to Florida, you know, half the boys didn't even go out go out and play when the weather got below fifty. So there's all there's there's other options that can help round out some of these young men as well. And I know you already know that. Well, no, you're right. You're right, but every kid learns a little differently. Every kid, every young player thinks differently. You know, you, you have to be able to work with them on that. And if if a young person doesn't want to uh, be challenged and and learn different things about the game and explore different conditions to play in, then you know, I'm, you, you, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna really convince them otherwise. But we had Michael Fiegel's two years ago, who was an All American here, second team All American, from came here to play from uh, from Scottsdale. And, you know, we've had, we have a young man on our team from Southern California. And matter of fact, Jackson Buchanan, who was just tied for low medalist honors last week at the U S amateur in the stroke play portion is a, is a junior on our team from Atlanta, Georgia. So they have come from the warm, from the warm weather States to come to Champaign because they see the value. They want to be challenged. They understand the concept that, you know, I'm okay to be uncomfortable for four years to get better. I can always move back to the South after I turn pro and after I graduate and be comfortable. But right now I want to learn um, and, and push myself 
and understand these next four years are going to lay the foundation for my future, I'm willing to be a little more, like I said, uncomfortable to get better. And those are the kind of kids I love to coach. Those are the kind of kids that are going to handle the adversity um, in golf and in life better than someone else, in my opinion. And those are the kids that we'd love to have come to Champaign. And, you know, Jackson last year as a sophomore uh, finished second in the NCAA championships um, by one shot. And so here's a kid that comes from Atlanta and, and he's just thriving in Champaign, Illinois. And that's kind of what's been happening for 20 years with these kids. It's great. Hey, Mike, you've got it rolling right now with the Fighting Illini. And we can't say thank you enough and, and go get yourself a national championship this year. Well, thank you for that. We're going to keep trying and knocking at the door and a little bit, a little rebuild younger team this year. So it's going to be kind of fun from a different perspective. But I think come April, we'll be ready to go. Smalley, you've done such a great job. I concur with everything Danny said. You're so well-spoken. And the, what I love is the passion. We all love this game, but the passion in your voice, you know, it, it just it just don't stop, man. And best of luck. I know you're going to get that championship anytime well, soon. thank you guys. And come up and see us sometime. Come on up and do a show from my facility. It'll blow you away. We will, and we look forward to it. That's Mike Small. He is the head coach of the Fighting Illini. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Hey, this is Jay Delsing, and we golfers are always looking for ways to improve our games. For me, that means I want the very best and the very latest in equipment and in technology. The place for me is Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood. Tom DeGrand opened Pro-Am Golf Center in 1975, and ever since then, he and his family have provided St. Louis with the finest in golf equipment, instruction, and the latest in the ever-changing world of golf technology. Whether you are a scratch golfer looking to find the latest in range finders, or a newcomer looking to find your first set of clubs, Pro-Am Golf has just what you're looking for. You say you're looking to get yourself custom fitted for a new set of clubs, you need to call TJ. He has fit me personally and he is the best in town. If you mention my name, CJ will take 50% off the already low fitting price. So if you need anything from golf balls to a new pair of shoes or a lesson from Tom, who by the way, has been helping St. Louisans play better golf for over 45 years, Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood is the place for you. You can also visit them at ProAmUSA.com. That's Pro-Am Golf. This is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Our motto is play your best golf. We have the best instruction for every skill level. Two female instructors along with our eight PGA instructors. We're there for the kids and the adults who are starting to play and trying to refine their game. Family Golf and Learning Center features a double-decker driving range, grass tees, and a short game area, along with indoor simulators and a performance center. That's not all. Don't forget about our back nine, Bar and Grill. Find out how we can help you and your family. Head to FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, where we make St. Louis better at golf. Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. 
WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc., can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. This is Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delphi. Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Doherty Business Solutions on this Sunday morning. A reminder that we go 8 to 10, 8 to 10 every Sunday here on 101 ESPN. Up next in uh, hour number two, we visit with Chris Pronger, the former Blues defenseman and NHL Hall of Famer. But let's recap the the visit there with uh, Mike Small, the head coach at the University of Illinois. A lot of things stand out, but one, his culture and how he's developed a golf powerhouse in the middle of America. That's impressive. Yeah, he said he gets folks to go there, to visit there, and they basically want to come play there. And he, what did he say? He had a kid from Scottsdale or somewhere that, you know, just, just absolutely loves it. They also have, Danny, world-class facilities. $18 million golf facility on campus. How about that? On and, campus. And, Danny, that's Mike Small raising that money and doing that stuff, that's the power of what he's done over, over, over these last 20-some-odd years. He said something I had never thought about in trying to look at the explosion of golf and why all these young kids are playing. And I always point to Tiger Woods. Recently, I would point to the fact that during COVID, one of the only things you could do is play golf. Yeah. So you saw a lot of people introduced to the game. He mentioned the Golf Channel and how so many kids are watching the Golf Channel and get hooked with – Rom, or they get hooked on Victor Hovland, or they get hooked on whomever. Right. But that has enhanced the game because so many kids are tied into watching the Golf Channel. I thought that was really interesting, too. And you know, you know I'd never it, thought of that. I hadn't either. And you know, Danny, we're not talking about only U.S. players, as you said, Rom and Hovland and McElroy. And, and, the other thing that if you look down Smalley's lineup over there, there's he's got people from all across the world. I mean, we're not talking about only U.S. kids, and and that's what's really happening, and that's where the game has really gone global. And that's why the PGA Tour has got flags from, you know, 40 different countries out there. It's because because probably because of the Golf Channel and because of what Tiger's done to made it, made it super cool to play golf. So Mike broke down how recruiting has changed in college sports, in particular uh, what's happened now with the game of golf. But let's go back to when you leave St. Louis and there really wasn't <laughs> a connection to UCLA with golfers coming out of the area and saying, well, I'm going to UCLA. No. And you're a two-time All-American at UCLA. Tell, what was the, tell us about the recruiting process and how it all evolved for you, how you got noticed. Well, you know, Danny, before the internet, before cell phones, probably almost just after electricity, we had, <laughs> we had this thing. So, but everything we did was through the U.S. mail and through your landline on your telephone. So I remember, you know, I'd be out 
messing around somewhere, practicing, playing or whatever, and, and, and get a call. And we didn't even have a – I know this is really wild. We didn't even have an answering machine. Sure. We just had a phone hanging on the right. wall. And, and it wasn't like there were four phones. You know, it's one one group phone, and it hung in the kitchen, and that's where it was. And, and so I remember sitting there and getting calls from uh, – Jesse Haddock down at Wake Forest and Coach Williams down at Houston. I mean, Danny, I had no idea what that really meant. But the fact that I almost won the U.S. Junior is what put me on the map. So, so that got you noticed. That's what got me noticed. And so that basically got me. And then I took, I went, I'll never forget this. I went, saved a bunch of money from caddying and working at Norwood. I bought this big, thick book with all of the addresses of all the universities in this athletic department and I would address them to their golf coach. And I sent, I was on the cover of two magazines. I sent those in with my a resume and a, and a cover letter. Well, that's and I smart, sent out man. probably 200 of those things. So, and this how many is, responses do you think you got? Over hundred. That's, you know, that's so smart though. You were the guy, you weren't, you know, your coach is not going to do it. No. Your AD is not going to do it. Jay Delsing had to do My it. My parents sure so, You know, <laughs> yeah. I was fourth of five. They're like, good luck. Yeah. You know, we hope this works out for you. You sure. know, and and Danny was also out of necessity, though, because when you don't have any dough, you either got to, I mean, what, what, what was going to so happen? So you go from not having dough to not maybe having a college education to going to UCLA. <laughs> I know. So I, I'll never forget. So I went down and visited U- University of Arizona and Arizona State, and then on, on the way Back home, I went to USC, and Eddie Marins called late in the game and said, I understand you're in Los Angeles. We'd love for you to come by and check out UCLA. And I'm like, right on. I still had another, uh, I think that was my last recruit trip. And so they put me up in Westwood. Uh, I remember, this is another how dumb I was, but I remember going out to eat, and he's like, what do you like to eat? And I'm like, no, he didn't ask me. He just said, we're going out to eat at Mexican. I never had Mexican food before. My mom had a couple of frozen enchiladas once before, but, you know, that's not. So, Danny, I remember ordering a Mexican-style pizza, and it was, like, so hot for me. I could, was, You're sweating bullets. I was sweating bullets, and the team took me to a movie, which was, like, the dumbest movie I'd ever seen. I'm like, this is really brutal, but going by the athletic department – Come was John Wooden on, there? Man. John, he was there, but was I mean, coaching. did you see him? Yeah, I did not see him, okay. but he was coaching then. Um, the basketball team was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing it just had this – Pauly Pavilion had this aura about it that you're like, oh, that's Pauly Pavilion. I would you have know? done anything to hear just a speech of John Wooden in person. So, Danny, we got to every six weeks – Coach Wooden would talk to the golf team. We'd all go to the Bel Air Country Club and sit on the floor, and he would sit there and talk to us and talk to us about processes. And I didn't have a clue. Put your socks on one sock at a time. Do this one. one. And I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, how else would I do it? You know what I mean? It just was so dumb. I had no awareness whatsoever. And and this is embarrassing, but I'm going to tell it anyway. By like our junior year, like yeah, man, we got to go listen to Coach Wooden again. Oh you know? no, 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 Can no! Can you believe that? But oh, now you reflect on it, and you saw him. You Idiot. were there, and it was awesome. Oh, for three years. I mean, he was just there. He was. I'm not sure why he. Um, I don't know. I think he felt ill. You shouldn't but, be embarrassed of that. You're a college kid, man. Well, Those we, things happen. We knew everything already. Of course Danny. you did. We were in college. By about 16, you were close to knowing everything. 18, you definitely oh, I had it locked in, man. By the time I was 21, <laughs> I was running L.A., right? right? Oh, my gosh. I think about that. But it, it was the, the the golf courses at, at 
UCLA. We played Bel Air on Mondays and Fridays. We played Riviera on Thursdays. We got to play LA Country Club on Wednesdays. We played Brentwood, El Cap. I mean, there were just great courses. And and the other thing is, Danny, they did not have the 30-day rule, meaning you could only compete in 30 days worth of 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 um, of your sport per semester. Right. So you're out there all the time. That ran our team out. We'd have, Paven would have, I mean, he wouldn't have got through two years of college. He would not have made it. You need to tell that. us who was on that team, too. So it was Corey Paven, Steve Pate, Duffy Waldorf, uh, and uh, Tom Pernice. I'm trying to figure out how you did not win the national championship with that lineup. Paven got DQ'd my junior year. Paven got DQ'd. I didn't have a good week. I shot a bunch of 74s, and then I shot, I think, a 68 the last day, bogeying uh, three of my last four. And not that I remember. Yeah, and, obviously. But, but it was just. You take me shot by shot. I know. I'm like, I remember hitting it. Up. Yeah, And we were playing at Pinehurst number two. It was, I don't know. And then my, my senior year, uh, you know, we had Steve Payton, myself, Duffy, red-shirted, which was a nightmare. But anyway, we were ranked number one most of the year. We won another 15 or 20 events. And then we wound up finishing about third, I think, up in up in uh, Fresno. I, play, I remember playing in the last group, which was fun. Uh and the NCAA thing, but I didn't win it. So you know, my man yeah. over here, Jay Delsing, always says golf is provided. I always hear you say golf has been such a provider for me and my family. I owe so much to golf. Let me tell you something: your college <laughs> experience, you owe a lot to golf because your college oh, is. I'm hearing you play these places, ridiculous. And then where you stayed, it's ridiculous. You had a nice setup. I had a great setup. I had a great setup. You want me to tell this setup? It's up to you. All right. So, I, so folks, I, I get. You got to remember. I'm trying to lead you down that path. Grew up in a really, really small house in North County in Glasgow Village. My parents dropped me off at the curb at Lambert. I got a golf bag on my shoulders. I got a little baby suitcase that's got two pair of shoes, one's golf shoes. No, three pair of shoes, one's golf shoes, and off I go to L.A. Don't know one person, have no idea who's picking me up. Someone from UCLA is picking me up. Housing is included in my deal, and it's a full scholarship, Okay. They, they pick me up at some guy. We're talking to him. I mean, Danny, LAX is a zoo. Just LAX is a zoo. I'm like, where am I? I'm the, I might get lost out here, you yeah. know? I'm just standing there like a doofus with golf clubs. And, <laughs> you know, and everybody probably knew there's some kid from the Midwest. Looks like, you know, there goes another casualty of LA out there. <laughs> and anyway, guy picks me up and he, he, um, he goes, well, I'm going to drop you off where you're staying. And I go, for tonight or where? No, no, where you're staying, you know, it's cool. And I said, okay, cool. You know, and there wasn't a lot of conversation. I just didn't know a lot of like questions. You read almost embarrassed by this. It's unbelievable. So we pull into Bel Air, the West Gate at Bel Air, at the Bel Air Estates. And we're on, we're on, I mean, we drive right past Bel Air Country Club. And Danny, these houses are castle times 10. I've never, I mean, they're gorgeous. Palm trees and all of this landscaping. Again, I grew up in an 800 square foot house, one bathroom, with five kids, okay? Anyway. And now you're on Bel Air. I'm in Bel Air, and they pull into, I'll never forget the address, 555 uh, Perugia Way. Come to find out, the neighbor is um, Charles Brownson. <laughs> and Talia Shire lives right across. The, and I'm like, I don't even. And so I'm like, where do we go? So we're pulling down this driveway. It's nothing I've ever seen. It's a brick driveway, Danny. It goes down about six, 700 feet, and it winds down there. And it's lit up, and it's and I'm like, I don't know, this guy might be kidnapping me. I mean, I'm like, I don't, there's no phones. What am I going to do? So I'm just sitting there and he goes, uh, pulls in and stops the car and he goes, yep, uh, here's your key. And uh, this is, I'm like, where am I? 
And he said, this is Barbara McCulloch's house. And she's not home. She's out of town. But you go on in. Their dogs are in the kitchen. You got to feed. You know, there's a note in there. And that's what's going on. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And that was your quote-unquote That's where I lived for four years. That was my dorm. So I lived in a probably a $10 million house. And I go, my parents are like, when, as soon as you get settled, call us, let us know how everything's going. What an experience. I'm like, mom and dad, all good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a walk-in closet in my room. I got a, my own shower, own bathroom. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, my bedroom was probably as big as the, the, the kitchen and the family room in the house I grew up in. It's awesome. I mean, hey, yeah. to your credit, you earned it. You were at UCLA well, and you about got that it. Paven was over in the dorms and I'm over here and living in Bel Air. Danny was on the ninth tee. So what I would do once I figured out what the hell was going on, I put my clubs on my shoulder, wait till the you know, I got the let you know, I'm a caddy. I know how to check out all sure. this stuff. Wait till the last member goes by. I'd go play Bel Air every night that's incredible drop balls hit bunker shots i mean I'm, I'm out there by myself i remember it's the first time i've ever seen a coyote i'm out there in the coyotes or i'm like what is that it's like a little dog <laughs> you don't know, go I, pet them i know i'm like well i had my clubs with me so but it was uh, just so uh, am- ridiculously amazing couple of things too that's a great great stories but um mike small talked about how power has changed the game yeah. especially with the young kids yeah. coming up and probably you could look at tiger and how he changed it and he was just i mean he was going to hit it as far as he could yeah but then you've talked about this too a lot the low edge yeah. and controlling the ball right where a lot of the young kids are hitting it high right and you've talked about learning that shot the low edge it's because it's so controllable danny and one of the things that the kids have problems with is controlling the spin and when you knock a ball down like that you can control the spin so much better we've we've talked about it on the golf course i've showed you you know when you get a back pin and you've got a wedge in your hand, and all you have is this moonshot, you've got to hit it perfect. And if some of these kids hit the ball so hard, Danny, that their average spin rate on a wedge that lands on the green is going to come back 15 or 20 feet. And if you got a back hole location, you don't have room to hit it 20 feet past sure. the hole. So now all you've got is you know, a 25-foot, you're going to land it to the hole, watch it run away from the hole, and the best you can do is a 20 or 25-footer. The best players on tour, Danny, has said this in that interview. They hit their long stuff high and their short stuff low, and they still do today. The the guys like Morikawa, Spieth, Thomas, those guys, um, Scheffler, they know how to hit that three-quarter to half wedge where that ball comes in there, takes one bounce and stop. You watch. The best players in the world hate, hate, hate spinning the ball too much. All the amateurs think it's super cool. All the young Good amateur players are like, yeah, do you see how far that ball spun back? As soon as you start playing with better players and they know how to control it, the first thing you learn is, how do I take the spin off that sure. ball? Sure. Yeah. By the way, we got to go to a break because yeah. there's an enormous human being just Whoa. outside our studio, and that would be one Chris Pronger. He gets to do whatever he wants in here, man. Prongs, you come right in and we'll go right <laughs> to break. This is Golf with Day, uh, Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions and a visit in studio with Chris Pronger is coming up. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, 
artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. This is Dan McLaughlin. I hope you'll join me for a special night in St. Louis. It's called Hooray for Holly Wolf, a benefit on Saturday, September 30th at the Sheridan Westport Hotel. We'll celebrate 25 years of Champ Assistance Dogs. Champ Assistance Dogs utilize the love and healing power of dogs to improve the lives of people in our community. This night will feature a silent and live auction, dinner, and a Champ Runway show featuring assistance dogs, therapy dogs, and local celebrities. Find out more at champdogs.org. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Family Golf and Learning Center. No matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. I want to thank the Gateway section of the PGA again for supporting the Golf with Jay Delsing show. This is their third year of support. Over 300 men and women in our area supporting golf and making our golf experiences so much better. Through PGA Reach, PGA Hope, the Junior League, and the list goes on and on. These are just examples of programs and charitable aspects at different opportunities that our section supports and enhances in our community. 
whether it's a driving range somewhere, your country club, or whatever it is, and it has to do with golf, our section and their members will have their hands in it and involved in it. Our professionals are there making the game better for everyone. We want to thank the Gateway Section of St. Louis. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient? It's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Delsing here, and my show Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions, can be heard every Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on 101 ESPN. It's the biggest names in golf. Tips for your game, your local golf scene, the LPGA, and much more. You can reach me at jdelsinggolf.com to enter to win a free dozen TP5 golf balls we give away each week. It's Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday morning from 8 to 10. Golf with Jay Delsing. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and this is truly a pleasure to have in studio one of the greatest hockey players that's ever come through St. Louis and a top 100 player of all time. NHL Hall of Famer. His number 44 was retired just recently here in St. Louis, and that's Chris Pronger. And Prongs, great to have you in studio, and thanks for coming in. Thank you. Prongs, it's great to have you. Listen, not that man, I don't know how many people know about the, I mean, golf's a, a big part of your life. You, you're involved with um, the Cardinal Glennon uh, Children's Hospital. You took over with, I guess, now kind of coincide with Dan Deardorff. But um, you're uh, a good player. You have a lot of fun on the course. Tell us a little bit about the, the hospital, though, first. We should start off seriously yeah, before, yeah. We break, we totally before we break get into my golf though. game. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I uh, got introduced to Dan probably around like 99-ish. Uh, when I was playing here and, and obviously has had the golf tournament, this is, I think we're going on 35, 36 years. Uh, he asked me to be a part of it and uh, graciously, graciously co-headlined with, with uh, Dan, the, the golf tournament. And uh, every year we have it out at Boone Valley and it's been uh, a great success, raise money for uh, Cardinal Glen Children's Hospital, the emergency wing. And, uh, you know, where you see the money, when you see where the money goes and, and kind of what's involved with it, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. to get I was just going to ask you that when you walk in that place, it, it catches your attention and you feel good about doing the golf tournament because it's tangible. You've been there. You see what these kids and these families, yeah. the, the benefit of what you're doing. Absolutely. You see where the money goes, what, what's involved, the kids that, that it helps. And, and then certainly, uh, you see the parents and kind of, you know, anybody who's got kids that sees them go to a hospital and not understand what's going to happen. And, and they're in there day after day. They're in there over the holidays or in there for certain situations. And you just, you feel for them. And, and this is a chance to get back to them and the allow them the opportunity to hopefully get their kids uh, help and, and healthy again. The fear, you see that fear in their <clears> eyes. Like, first of all, what's happening to my child? And second of all, how am I going to pay for it? Yeah. And that's one of the things Prong said, 
Danny and I talk about all the time is what golf provides. You know, this tournament we just had up in North County, we're going to raise over, well, we don't even know the number yet. Probably about 1.5 with the Ascension. Yeah. And I mean, and you were part of that. Through, through, through golf. And yeah, thanks for coming out and doing the, uh, the shootout. But it's just amazing how much money this, this sport can, can generate. Absolutely. And, and as you know, it, it, it goes to a lot of needy people who uh, otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to whether whether it be have their kids get healthy or, or themselves or or a friend or loved one, so it's uh, it's certainly needed in the in the community. How'd you do in the shootout, the Ascension shootout? I was there and uh, eighteen, you piped one, and then it seemed like the waste management was going on because the fans were <laughs> the fans were all over Chris Pronger, man. It was unbelievable. Uh, it was good to uh, to get that rouse again. And, oh and, man. Uh, People chirping me, people, you know, you give them a little opening, they take full advantage of, of the ability to chirp me, but uh, it was good to get out there and, and uh, obviously be a part of the the Ascension and, and the tournament. And you didn't hit guys. anybody with a seven iron, did you? I know you had to be thinking. I did not uh, whip any clubs <laughs> that I can tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed how tough everybody is when they're up in a cabana, but when yes. they have to come oh, down exactly. and say it to Chris yes. Brogan, yes. it's that, That's kind of what I pointed at a couple guys that were chirping. I said, why don't you come down here to the, the green and tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy it, though? It's it a lot was of great. Fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How much it, golf do you play, by the way? Every year it's the same thing. I try to make it a priority to get out and play at least a couple times a week, and I don't know, I might... On average, like that week, I played four times. Okay, in preparation. Oh, to, sure. To, to try to actually, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Play decent, uh, and then I didn't play last week, and I played yesterday in the Stiefel outing. And what's your handicap? Know, I'm a six point eight. Legit. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. As long as I, I would I heard say, you guys, I would say I'm a, I'm probably if I play, I'm probably a five. Okay. All I right. talked to Murph, and I heard you guys put it on the pro and the pro am. We did. Yeah, had to help him out a little bit. They, <laughs> you know, they said to him, "They said to him, uh, you can go ahead and make a birdie about any time now." It was uh, <laughs> it was so funny. I didn't realize we finished, and I didn't realize we were able to use our pros birdies if they got one. Uh huh. Goose egg. Is that right? Goose egg. Uh, but you know, it's funny. He couldn't make a thing. He was all over the map. He goes out, and was, I think he was tied. West Short Jr. Was he tied yeah. for the lead? Who was yeah. oh, yeah. the pro? West Short. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Danny, uh, I should have given him a heads up, too, for that group. He was with Murph. Oh, and yeah. they, they, they had a hell of a group. We had a, we had a great time. And Wes is a quiet guy. Yeah. And got, he, was, <laughs> he didn't know what he was walking into. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. And then he went out and played great. Uh, had, a, had a great tournament. I think he T10. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was. He had, a, he had a great tournament. So, you know, that's the funny thing about golf, as we all know. You can be 62 one day and 82 the next. Yeah. You, you never know who's going to show up. You decided to call St. Louis home. You married a St. Louis girl. You've got kids that grew up here. Why was St. Louis the right place for you? Uh, I, th I think just I'm not a big fan of traffic and people and the big city life. Yeah. Um, you know, I think just it's a great place to raise kids, great schools. Uh, you know, uh, where I live in Ladue, I'm 15 minutes to the airport, 15 minutes downtown to the rink, 15 minutes out west. Uh, you, know, you can pretty much get anywhere in 15 to 20 minutes, which sure. is perfect. Yeah, that's, you know, Prong, so many of you guys, uh, the Canadians come and <clears throat> love St. Louis. Is that really it? I mean, our weather certainly isn't the attractive <laughs> force here. But he's used to it growing up in Canada, uh, yeah. so a winter here is no big is deal. Good. Yeah, I think more so just Midwest values and people and... You know, it's very similar to, to who we're all, who we are and where we come from. And 
uh, you know, Midwest people are pretty easy going. So when you got to St. Louis, did you ever imagine that you might retire here and call this place home? Especially uh, the way that things kind of got going initially for you. It was yeah. a tough start. <laughs> yeah. Right, Keenan. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I don't think you think about that. Yeah. You never know where you're going to wind up. Um, I really don't care where I live, personally. I mean, you can get anywhere, you know, as long as you're in a place where you can get somewhere. Sure. Unlike my hometown, which is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right. It's not an easy place to get to. <laughs> not an easy sure. place to get to or get back to. It takes me literally a whole day to get there. So your hometown is? Dryden, Ontario. And how do you get there? Oh, God. There's there's two routes. <laughs> Actually, three. There's three routes. You can go St. Louis to Toronto, Toronto to Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay is a four-hour drive to my hometown. Wow. You can go uh, St. Louis to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to International Falls, and then International Falls is a two-and-a-half-hour drive. That's the way we went up there. Or you can go St. Louis, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a four-hour drive. Would you, uh, I, I've always wanted to ask you this, would you ever play a round of golf with Mike Keenan? Sure. Okay. Sure. And, and what's your relationship with Mike now? Uh, it's friendly. Is it? Yeah. I don't, he was I don't so have tough a... on you though. <laughs> it seemed I insane. I mean, everybody, you know, at the moment he was tough on me. I have, having gone through it, it makes you stronger. You, you, it makes you I know you've never understand been asked adversity. about this before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> makes you understand adversity. Um, you know, it. Was it easy going through? No, but you know what? Tough enough. It is up. what it is. Sure. Play better. Play. That's what Jay always play says. Better. Play better. Play better. Uh, Prunks, one What's thing, the solution? Play better. Yeah. Prunks, the one thing that I've always loved about golf is that if you shot 70 and I shot 71, it was pretty easy. I got to figure out how to play better. Yeah. Yeah. Prunks, what was it like Make one up? more putt, Jay. Make one more. Prunks, I had, Danny, you'd love this. I had a guy when I was younger, we first moved in and had a little condo and had a, um, a guard that would... You know, it'd be at the gate there. Yeah. And we wanted a little privacy. And every single time I pull in, he'd go, you know, I know you finished 13th. If you'd make one more putt, you'd have made another $7,000. I'm like, Bill, I never thought of that. Yeah, right. You know, that never <laughs> crossed Thanks, tips. Yeah. my mind. No kidding. <laughs> wow. Boy, you're right on it, yeah, huh? Wow. Thanks for that, man. Yeah. Ne- never realized if I Sage wait. Sage wisdom. <laughs> made more putts. I'd make more money. Brooks, what was it like growing up? Because to have two, you, you and your brother in the NHL, I mean, that's a long so shot, man. To, yeah. Uh, um, tell us a little Especially bit about from where I'm from. <laughs> exactly. But they'll, hey, if you can play, they'll find you. Exactly. Well, it, you know, pre-internet, pre-pretty much anything. Um, yeah. Uh, ultimately, yeah. If you get in the right situations, they'll find you. Are you and your brother doing a business now together? We are. Okay. And what is that? It's called The Journey. It's 100% Canadian rye whiskey. Uh, it is not a celebrity whiskey. Okay. Let's get that straight. It is all about the journey of life, the people you meet, the stories you tell. Uh, our tagline is celebrate the victories, be proud of your scars, enjoy the journey. That's Ooh, nice. And I, I like a I ride. like that. That's mm. it. How, and, how's and really, that going, by the way? Uh, great. Thank you. Uh, we are currently in Missouri, Southern Illinois, New York, Minnesota, South Carolina. We are uh, about to go to Texas. Florida next month, and also next month we will be in Ontario and Alberta, wow. and then Manitoba and BC and Nova Scotia. So how did it all start? Well, you, Other you than drinking want- a lot of it, yeah, did you learn how <laughs> Other to- than being a whiskey fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, my brother and I had been talking about starting a business or doing something together for a while, and as he likes to say, we've done a lot of research and development on whiskey, <laughs> 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 and figured out... 
Uh, just got connected with the, our partner in it, Niagara Falls Craft Distillers, and uh, you know, we talked to them about partnering together and doing something. And uh, as you might imagine, once I got involved, I figured, oh, okay, well then I'm all in. if I'm all in, I need to. I'm approving what it, the taste. I'm approving pretty much everything. We did the branding, the marketing, all that kind of stuff together, and and uh, had a baseline of what we liked, and then not knowing. The distillery lingo and oh well, put more wood chips or put this or put that. Basically, like here's That's what I wanted to taste, though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's doing something from scratch like that was pretty cool, and and we're excited about where it's going to go. But you're also doing a travel business too. I have a travel business with my wife, Well Inspired Travels. Uh, she started it. Oh boy, five or six years ago now. Right during the pandemic, it was a great time to travel. It was awesome, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right as the pandemic was starting, I, I quit uh, my job with the Florida Panthers and decided to do the travel business with my wife and, and come on board with her, and yeah, boom. You miss hockey at all? In what way? Playing, number one. Number Not two, anymore, no. What about being in a front office? Nope. Not at all? Nope. So you're done with it? Yep. You can ever get back into nope. it? Why, though? I mean, people have to be tugging at you. You're one of the greatest players that ever nope. played, and they want your insight. Nope. That's it. Yeah. Done. Interesting. Interesting. Prongs, the game's changed so much. I mean, I, I, I remember sitting with uh, Perry Turnbull, and he said to one of the Blues players, Percy. yeah, just he, he said, no wonder you look so good. You hadn't touched anybody in about four years. <laughs> the, 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 the game has changed. Um, what do you make of it? Uh they're highly skilled, you know. They got all. They all got a stick handling coach, a shooting coach, a skating coach, a nutritionist, the fitness guy. The, you know, they got coaches for everything. At the end of the day, can you play? Yeah. yeah. Do you understand the game? Yeah. Like, uh, the mental side of the game, the hockey sense. It's hard to teach that. You got to kind of grow up being taught how to play the game. And I think when you look at a lot of the kids that have come out of St. Louis, uh, it's the coaching, it's the understanding, it's the former players that have that talk to them about the game and how to play the game in a way that allows them to have success. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have some great coaches growing up that maybe didn't play at the pro level, but played at the collegiate level and, and, you know, played senior hockey at a high level. And, and they took a, a liking to me and, and helped guide me and talk to me about the game and work with me in practice each and every day to, you know, get better and develop. Prongs, one of the things that, I learned, you know, going from college, taking that step from college in golf to the PGA Tour is a big step because you think you're, you know, hot stuff because you're an All-American and then you get out on the range and you go, everybody's an All-American. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that guy's a little... So learning, like you said, learning the game, learning the, the, the mental side was the biggest jump for me because I, I didn't really know how to be a professional. I really didn't know how to deal with the stresses. Talk a little bit about that because you came in second overall pick and, you know, it wasn't easy at the beginning for you. I think that's where a lot of these kids and, and a lot of these teams now, you wonder why are they bringing this 35-year-old back? Why are they? Because they need pros to be around these kids to help guide them, steer them. Um, I remember when I was fin when I got hurt and finishing up, I ran into Adrian O'Coin, who I played against a number of years, and he I think he was like thirty six or thirty seven at the time, and Columbus offered him two million bucks to come back and practice. Basically, he wasn't even going to play, 
but they wanted him around the young guys because he was a good pro and he was going to help guide have a have a, somebody that they could talk to about what what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these teams, I don't I don't see that. You know, you you got McDavid in in Edmonton. You know, early in his career, I mean, they were all kids. They had no real good rudderless. Yeah, they had nobody steering the ship. Nobody helped guiding these guys. And 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 sometimes it just it. Now you know, eight years. You wouldn't know he's eight years into his career. You think he's still a kid? He's not a kid anymore. Is it right? Eight years now. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's hard to believe. Yeah. Give me um, somebody you'd love to play golf with. Who's who's somebody that you haven't played Ooh. golf with that you look back and you say, and I don't care if it's a political figure, a sports figure, your neighbor, who who is it that you'd say, boy, that's somebody I really want to play some golf with. Is there somebody that stands out for you? I don't that's know a lot if there's... of time together, too. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah, around, around, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure I like that guy well enough. Yeah, to play yeah, a... yeah, I don't Do know. Do we have to yeah. play a full 18? Yeah. Can we? I grew up on a nine-hole track. Can we play nine <laughs> and go in for lunch and then maybe think about playing the other nine? Exactly. Um, you know who, as I've just been watching a lot of TV lately, Ronald Reagan would be a cool guy. To Wouldn't that be yeah, great? Yeah, he's a cool dude. Actor, governor, president. You know, pretty good swag. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'd be able to carry on a conversation. Yeah. He knew a lot about a, a lot little about history. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. A lot of history. A lot of, uh, and just to kind of go back to like the early '80s and just kind of economically, the, you might really like him too. <laughs> yeah, the trickle that down effect. We all would. We? Yeah. Prunks. About my fourth year on tour, I was struggling, and I found out from Bernard Langer that ninety percent of the guys had sports psychologists. I was like. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I got to go do that. Was was there anything like that that happened for you, or was there any certain player? Because really, your skills they they developed, but you you were highly skilled. When you get to that mental level where you can slow things down, that's where where at least for me, that's when things really get got better. Yeah, I, I think for me it was more meeting my trainer. So my third year pro, my after my first year here in St. Louis, I. Uh, Al McGinnis was training with a guy by the name of Charles Poliquin, and uh, he had met him in Calgary. He was a Canadian Olympic trainer, and 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 uh, I I met him at Al's house, and I walked in the door. I literally took four steps, and he goes, "What's wrong? You get bad left shoulder?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, you get bad right knee?" I go, "Yeah." Four steps. Is that right? Wow. You could tell just the way that I was walking, my shoulder was up, my knee, I just my gait was off. And and the way he trained us, you know, every every program was different. It's no cookie cutter pro, you know, especially back then. This is like ninety six. You know, no cookie cutter programs. Everything was like built around getting you healthy first, you know, fixing your maladies, and then all right, now training with a purpose for your sport. Sports specific stuff, you know. He had a lot of Olympic athletes in there. He had shot putters, and he had football guys, and he had. We we all weren't doing the same stuff, right? Was right. Al McGinnis the most fit? He he had to be as he fit was in great shape. He, he was in he, great shape. He he never still is. Between yeah. you two guys, you never left the ice. Yeah. How oh, fun! Yeah, <laughs> fun for <laughs> fun for the other defensemen yeah. that never had to play. Yeah, you're taking on the uh, all the ice time. I I am so curious about this as you reflect on your career. Simply put, what what are you most proud of? What what's the thing that stands out for Chris Pronger? Uh, after my first couple of years, I would just say consistency. Yeah, yeah. Each and every game, each and every day, just showing up, putting in the work. Yeah. Whether it was a preseason game, a regular season game, or a playoff game. Yeah. Sure. As you said, if you're in, you're all in. If you're in, you're in. 
be that, in. That trophy case you have has to be badass, man. How many gold? Is there anything you look at and go? Well, I remember talking to Andy Bennis one time, and he because he's got a a gold medal in baseball and also a World Series ring. And he said he wakes up on Christmas morning and gets his old jersey back on that fits him like an extra small. Like a glove. <laughs> and he walks into the kid's room and he, and he says, hey, any of you kids got one of these? You know, he's got a gold medal around his neck and a World Series ring on there. You got a lot of really cool, uh, cool Yeah, trophies. I would say, obviously having gold medals cool, but I grew, you know, having grown up when it was amateurs only, it wasn't like, oh my God, I want to do that. I wanted to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you did it. Yeah. And I was able to do it. It was awesome. Um, you know, had a couple killer parties and <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> As you might imagine, you know, when you finally fulfill a lifelong dream, it's pretty cool. Did you did you get into the the Stanley Cup run of the blues? Did that catch your attention or were they I know they were asking you to come yeah. down and do some different things, but did you get into it at all? Not really. Not really. I mean, it's you've it been was, there, done it. It was about it was about those guys. Like, yeah, you know. And, and I had already won one, and sure, you know, it was great to see, great to be a part of. Obviously, Chief was uh, assistant coach with me in Philly. Exactly. Um, you know, so I knew him very well. I was happy for him. Uh, you know, some of the guys that were on that team played with Braden Shen for a cup of coffee when I was in Philly. Yeah. Um, no one Petro and and some of these other guys. Uh, you know, certainly happy for them, and 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 obviously the organization. Fifty two years of. Heartache. Heartache, oh, yeah. Heartache. You were and, part and of tough that. tough losses <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, what coulda, shoulda, woulda. Uh, and then to see them be able to pull it through and, and win one for the city was awesome. Prongs, if there were a video camera on that cup. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd want to. You, I'm not sure. My kids ate cereal out of it, too. So I'm not sure you'd want your kids eating cereal out of that thing. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> However, they do buff and polish that thing every single day. Yeah, for sure. I they, well they don't there's like bacteria and things <laughs> yeah, of that nature yeah. some type of fungus coming yeah. out of it COVID's got nothing on yes. that oh no by that the way thing's... that's why I'm, my immune system is so good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what keeps you busy these days outside of your businesses that we talked yeah. about but what what keeps you busy kids and you know, just kind of and your kid you got two at SMU and you got one in high two school two at here. SMU one at high school at MICDS and she's uh, ninth grade and a freshman and a, a junior at SMU and. Wouldn't it be nice to go back oh, to SMU God. for anything? W- wouldn't it be nice to actually go to college? I never went, so I'm like, man, would you want to go back? I almost signed up. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, damn, this is pretty cool down here. <laughs> I like this SMU game. <laughs> I wasn't talking about being in person. <laughs> oh, no, I was going in person. <laughs> so I dropped talking. him off. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> this is Rodney Dangerfield right here, you know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we got back to school. Oh, my gosh, that's perfect. Uh, you'd be perfect for that, too. You'd have all the parties. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. You'd be the hub. Your yeah, wife the, would love it. Uh, yeah, oh, got, yeah. We got our, our oldest moved into his apartment. I'm like, I didn't even live in one of these when I was pro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this thing's sick. <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, third daughter got a volleyball scholarship to Fordham, and she moves in, and I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's I better mean, than it, what you're living in. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, these kids do not want for much. No, yeah, they really don't. As you reflect back on St. Louis in particular, what are you most proud of? Because you had uh, a lot of great moments here, yeah, man. I would just say legacy. My numbers in the rafters. Yeah. Uh, well, I I don't know why people must forget how old I am. They're like, man, you when are you, you coming back? I'm like, I'm almost 49 years old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Out of your mind, I got a knee replacement. 
I'm a bad back. I'm like, uh, no. How many surgeries have you had? 16. 16. Wow. Yeah. I, I was talking to Jason Isringhausen the other day. I think he's got 18 or 19. And that the point is, I don't think the average fan understands the, the pounding that your body takes. You would agree with that, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, some guys come out unscathed and others do not. Yeah, for sure. I, I Frank, when you get ladder. to be my age and you get back with the boys... Nobody's walking straight, brother. No. Nobody, <laughs> no. nobody stands too long either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's looking for the chair. <laughs> so what do you want to accomplish as your life moves forward? You're still a young man. You're, you got business opportunities. You don't want to do hockey. So what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd love to you know, do something with my kids at some point. That'd be um, fun. You know, I think that'd be really cool. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll let them play out their path here. But... Uh, uh, as, as we go here in life, you know, just enjoy every moment. You know, you get days like we had yesterday and today where it's 80 and sunny. It's not always like that here in St. Louis, as it we know, not. take advantage of those days and, you know, have, uh, live a blessed life and just and take it one day at a time. Bronx, any athletes on the kids? Uh, they played, you know, they played hockey early on and then they played basketball and lacrosse and. You know what? You just want to be happy and healthy. And would you have played? Would you have played hockey if lacrosse was around? Then do you could where you could actually legally hit somebody I, with I a actually, stick. Actually, my first year in junior, uh, our our guidance counselor for the team was the head lacrosse coach at our high school, and he said, "Hey, Chris, uh, you're playing lacrosse." And I'm like, uh, uh, "No, I I don't. I never played. I don't know how." He's like, "You're playing." I go, "Huh?" He goes, yeah. Relax, you're playing. I go, okay, how do you play? Yeah. He goes, listen, it's easy. All you, I played long stick. He's like, all you got to do is anytime somebody comes near you with the ball, spear them in the throat. And that was it. <laughs> Great advice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, really? You can he do goes, that? He goes, yeah. And then if they try to go by you, slash them, try to break their arm. And I'm like, well, I can do that. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up your alley, buddy. Oh, this game's easy. Is there an athlete now that, that you like to watch? Like in, in golf, it could be basketball. I don't care what it is, but is there an athlete that you'll sit there and you'll say, mm, I'll give him five minutes, ten minutes on the television to watch? Yeah, I'll, well, I mean, I'll watch McDavid. I mean, Dan, this boy's fast. Yes, he is. Um, just watching how he can accelerate and Yes, he, he looks like he's going fast, but then when you see how fast he goes around somebody, you're like... It's unbelievable. And and being able to control the puck while picking up pace, there are very few players, believe it or not, Sergei Fedorov was the other one. Yeah. While you're stick handling, accelerating. Normally you have to skate and then handle the puck. Those two guys can do it while accelerating, picking up pace... And stick handling and seeing everything. Very, yeah. very, very, Federal very was awesome. few players. He was tough in man. the history of the game. Yeah. can actually do that. Believe it or not, Pronks, you were one of the best defensemen of all time. How would you? How would you defend him? I know you're getting his way somehow. Play well, the cross. Well, <laughs> you take a couple pieces of meat early on, <laughs> and he's not going to be coming down my side. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. be going See over to the other side. He still wants to come on down, yeah. You can come on down, bro. That's kind of the way I used to play basketball, Danny. I wasn't that good, but I had five fouls. So, yeah, you know, you if go. you're going to light uh, me up, it's going to be from outside. I would tell my kids, I go, you got five, so make sure you make them good. Make them count. Yep. Was there one player that, uh, Leave a mark. that you didn't like going up against? No. Okay. Was there one player that stood out when you were playing, like a Fedorov or others, that you said, boy, i got to keep my eye on this guy? 
There's probably a bunch. There was one. There was usually one or two on every team. Yeah, you know, like we played Colorado a lot, so it was Forsberg and Sackick. We played Detroit a lot. It was Federov. I was usually against Federov. Um, Stevie Y. Steve, yeah, but I that was more. I was usually more against Federov. Um, Dallas, you got Medano. Yeah, uh, you know, like in New and There's always every every team. There's usually one or two guys that all right. This is the matchup. This is. You know, I'd start, I was talking to somebody yesterday about my routine. I'm like, I wasn't one of those guys uh, touching chin pads and chatting during warm-up. I'm like getting my game face ready, preparing for what I needed to do each and every game. I wasn't flipping pucks to the crowd and, you know, banging on the glass at kids. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got to get going here. Let's wrap it up with this. Best way to get into your businesses in terms of uh, what you're doing, like find out about it, websites, things yeah. of that nature. Uh, wellinspiredtravels.com, thejourney.com, or on uh, Instagram, thejourneywhiskey, or on Twitter, thejourneywhiskey, uh, wellinspiredtravels on Instagram. Um, yeah, there's uh, all kinds of stuff. for As far as the whiskey's concerned, you can find out where you can get it, which is pretty much anywhere here in Missouri. Yep. Uh, any local grocery store, liquor store, whatever. Uh, and then obviously the travel, there's stuff for to reach out on. There. Can't say thanks enough for coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You Great to it. see you, Prongs. That's Chris Pronger. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, Mostly young African-American females are making between fifty-five dollars and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. Hi, this is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. 
Hey, Delsing here, and my show Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Darty Business Solutions, is heard every Sunday morning right here on 101 ESPN from 8 to 10. It's the biggest names in golf, tips for your game, and much more. That's Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Golf with Jay Delsing, and it's been a fun show as we head down the stretch on this Sunday morning. The NFL is coming up, but this is a way, though, to get you fired up. Jay has been fired up all show. We had Chris Pronger just moments ago in studio. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Chris Pronger is one big dude, my man. He is huge. Danny, I don't know what I mean. And I don't mean, like, in out of shape. He's in great shape. His, his arms are bigger than our legs. I mean, the guy <laughs> is massive, and... Uh, I just remember when he played, and he played with such an edge, and he played with such grit. I mean, how about how about my favorite question? <laughs> well, there were a lot of them. First of all, do you want to go back? No. Nope. No. Nope. Do you want to? No. Nope. Nope. How about was there anybody you were afraid of? Or you were no. Nope. I know. Well, they were all afraid of him. Oh, There's no doubt about it. Nobody wanted to go up against him. Absolutely. No. So Chris Pronger was our guest. I always find it uh, fascinating to hear former athletes, whether it be in hockey or basketball, baseball, but they want to learn the game of golf. Yeah. And uh, there's just the connection that golf has with these guys. It, it's, I think it fills somewhat of a competitive void once they leave sport, but it, it definitely is there and they enjoy it once they're done playing. Yeah, Prongs has got a different mentality for that. You know, he's he doesn't really fit the mold of the golfer in terms of, you know, he wants to play golf with his kids and with his buddies, drink a few beers, listen to some music. He doesn't strike me as a tournament golfer too much. You know what I mean? Where you take my nephew, Taylor Twillman, and he was like, what are we what, what are we doing? What are we sure. doing? What are we, you know? And Prongs was like, yeah, I played a couple of times last week. I hadn't played this week. And he kind of just takes it as it, as it goes. But... Danny, the other thing that, that stood out to me is that that man's huge. His hand-eye coordination, ridiculous. Ridiculous. How hard is it, and you're 6'5", he's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, yep. roughly. Yep. So yep. how hard is it, though, for a tall golfer as opposed to the guy that's a little bit shorter? It is. It's difficult. I mean, you're further away from the ball. So the further you get away from the ball, the more things can go wrong. And and uh, I'm not saying that, that that's the – that that's just the facts and especially you get taller guys like prongs and myself we have much our legs can i can just tell you when i get off i feel like one leg's going north one leg's going south all at the same time and my body just doesn't know what to do with it you know so there are times where i make these swings i'm like yeah i need to forget that one because it just didn't you know nothing worked you played with a lot of uh, hockey players. You play a lot of golf. Yeah. I have, too. Yeah. I just noticed that there are some similarities with the slap shot when these guys drive the baseball or, or drive the golf ball and just their swing. Their swing no towards the path, yep. the, the, the path to, towards the ball. It yep. just it does have a little bit of the hockey stuff in that swing. Oh, Danny, 100%. That's a great observation. The low body is almost identical. Obviously, they're on ice, so it's a multiple times harder. But you clear with that lead hip. And you lead with the lower body. And that's what they all do, even on their wrist shots, Danny. They're clearing with, if they're shooting right-handed, they're clearing with that lead hip. It's the same way when you, Danny, you had the best calls of all time last year. And Albert Pujols' home run quest for 700. Danny, they're going to go down, and I'm getting to a point here, but I'm giving you serious props. I appreciate it. they are going to go down in the annals of baseball is some of the greatest. I mean, now how do we get you, from a slap shot because, to Albert to this? Because if you watch Albert Pujols bat, 
It's the same thing. The lower body reacts the same way in the golf swing, except we don't have a step. You know how a lot, like Matt Holiday, would almost, he would completely lift that left foot off the ground. Albert would kind of tap it, you know, and tap it. And then one of the first things he'd do, D. It's the is, rhythm. Yep. He, one of the first things he'd do as the pitch comes in, he plants that left. Right, he's he's already loaded up his trail leg, his trail hip. For him, it's his right hip. Plants that left, and then he unleashes the low body, and the hands and the bat and everything come in later. Same principle with the golf club, bro. It's the it's the reason why these smallish guys that can twitch so fast can bomb it. They don't have the big strong muscles like Albert does. The big arms and so they but they twitch and turn so fast it creates that dynamic with the golf club and that's what's happening in the nhl they got these new titanium 60 and they break when you look at them but they flex like a golf club i'm sure. not kidding you it's it's weird i think i showed you that online the other day where you look and you go that's not a golf club that's a hockey stick absolutely yeah the, the torque and the bend with yeah. that and it's just the new technology that you have in the game of golf no doubt and sorry for the ramble but that's where i was going with that because now look at any side-on game, like tennis, for example. Think of think of a ground stroke in tennis. They lead with that. They lead with that front foot. That front hip clears, and these guys are smashing that thing. And it's the same way. That's you get your what you're doing. D is you're getting your body moving two ways, two different ways at the same time. And then that racket comes in late. The bat comes in late. The club comes in late. The stick comes in late. And that's the dynamic. And that's where all this power comes from. Well, we do ask for emails and. And uh, you can tweet at us and go on Facebook and send us questions. And this is a question from Mike in North County. He says, and it's at jay at jdelsinggolf.com, by the way, if you want to email us. He says, hey, Jay, loved following you at the Ascension, North County brother, just like you. Hope I didn't hit you, Mike. <laughs> he <laughs> says, uh, I, I was listening to the show earlier, had to step away, but you guys were talking about the Ryder Cup. If you had to put a few shekels on it, who do you like in the Ryder Cup this year? Oh, man, I can't bet against the red, white, and blue in that, Danny. It's not – I just can't. I, I, I can't. What I does your brain tell you, though? That's your heart. Yeah. <sighs> European soil, I know, top four or five I know. players. I'd say, I'd say uh, we're underdogs, okay? We're underdogs. I believe their team is more loaded than our team. It all is like anything in all these sports. And, you know, when you bet on sports, it's all down to performance. It's all down to execution. But I say it's going to be who putts the best, who is holding the most putts. And and they can be for par. They can be short putts. I don't care. Whoever's converting the most. Man, Danny, I really want to say the red, white, and blue, but I don't have a great feeling about this. I don't know what you Jane in South St. Louis at Jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Guys, love the Pronger interview. I am curious, though, Jay, is there somebody that you'd like to play a round of golf with? We asked Chris Pronger that. Uh, Jane is asking you. Oh, is Jane, that's a great question. Well, if I could get the ideal foursome together, I'd get my dad, who's no longer with us, and my brother, and, and probably – Either my brother-in-law Tim or my buddy Pertley, you know, something or Danny, you, you know, so, something that where the the time spent as you get older, you know, it's just so much more meaningful. You now, know, hold and, on, hold on. Yeah. Earlier this week, I said, "Let's just go play golf. Give me even nine holes," and you said, "No, I'm fried." I tried every I'm which fried. way to get you out. You you're not it. gonna, you're not kicking the bucket anytime <laughs> soon, are you? <laughs> no, I know. I I just. 
That's a great question. I mean, I got to play with Sean Connery, the coolest human on That's earth, great. when I was 19, 18 years old. Um, but I, 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 it would definitely be my dad. I would give anything, anything to get, even to just have a, you know, a Coke with him, a beer with him, a cocktail with him, he, just to just to talk to him again and say say hi and just he had just a super great guy and fun storyteller you know yeah. that's 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 probably it gene and webster and he uh says i-l-l-i-n-i so he loved our interview uh with mike small and mike said he's in favor of name image and likeness are you in favor i am personally yeah. for college athletics yeah. and and for the athletes i think especially when the big major sports are making them so much money the schools, the television properties, so on and so forth. But in golf, not on television all that much. You know, you'll see the championships and that kind of thing. But yep. I'm in favor of these kids making some money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, why wouldn't you be? You can say all you want. Hey, a college education is what they're getting. And it's true. But, I mean, this is America. When do you put a cap on what sort of good things you can get by performing? Absolutely. And the other thing is, D. You don't perform. You don't get this. They're not giving these NILs out to just anybody. You got to perform. So in terms of the NIL, are you following Deion Sanders? He'd be a guy I'd like to play golf with. I would too. I would like to do I would like to do anything with Deion Sanders. I would like to listen to him. Listen, he is so I believe him to be so honest and I believe to I love his positive thinking how about when the, i don't know if you watched the 60 minute interview last I week did. Danny, but they asked him um who's the best coach in america right now best college football coach in america and he goes where's the mirror so i can look at him <laughs> and the guy said he goes and the guy says you really believe that and he goes do you expect me to say anything else he goes look at i love nick saban anytime i can be in nick saban's presence i thank him i learn from him but there's no other way to think I, well, if you're a golfer, you better be thinking like that, too. Absolutely. Who's going to win this tournament? It's, you don't I'm have teammates. It's gonna, you. Exactly, Danny, if you ask me who's going to win the Ascension Charity Classic and you didn't say other than you, I'm going to say me. I don't want to finish second. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm people would be like, oh, it'd be a great story if you finish second. Really? Yeah. No, it wouldn't. I mean, it, it'd be a nice fi- Guess what it'd, be? it'd go down as? A nice finish. Yeah. It wouldn't be the story. You got to win, man. It's about winning. I, I'm with you. I, 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 I would love to do anything with Dion. It would be awesome to have him on this show sometime. We got to try. I know. I, he's I, on I everything will. else. I will. He's, he's, he's super, super cool. He was on College Game Day, Fox, big kickoff, mid, you know, the noon kickoff or whatever they call that. He was, uh, they, their game was in primetime. It was the most viewed game of college football so far this year, and then 60 minutes. So he has been everywhere. And, you know, you think about the money he's brought to the university outside of athletics. It's incredible. We have one. Oh, go ahead. I got one. I just got one thing for you, though, because you never gave any locker room fodder to Tiger Woods. Remember Stephen Ames? He's like, yeah, I don't think he's playing that good, I, I, and I'm playing great. I got a chance to beat him, and he lost nine and eight. Yeah. Okay. So don't do that. And 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 Colorado State said the the coach I forget his name Nevin whatever he said you know my parents taught me to take Norval. my hat Norval take my hat off and my glasses off on don't say stuff like that no do not give him I mean 
Come on, man. Yeah. Do not give him fodder. I mean, how about the and, and he gave everybody a pair of sunglasses on the team. And it, and did you see the story with that the ninety eight four point five million dollars worth of four point five? I heard it started. I the first number I heard was like one point two and four four point yeah, five exactly. Now. The guy is a he's a he's a merch demon. I yeah. mean, he's just like a complete enterprise all to himself. This is the final question. Jay yep. at com. Guys, I've been hearing you talk, and this is from Mike. He said, I've been hearing you talk about the Ryder Cup. I'm excited about the President's Cup coming to Bell Reeve in 2030. Yeah. Can you explain the difference between the two? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. You and I are talking about the President's Cup as well in 2030. Uh, talking about being alive, we got to hang on till we can get, make it to 2030. <laughs> but also, D, in 2026, we have the BMW Championship, right. which is a playoff event. But so the President's Cup is um, uh, every other year, uh, biannual, just like the Ryder Cup is. It's the U.S. team versus the international team. So it's all of the countries that are not included in the Ryder Cup. So you get South Africa, you get Australia, New Zealand, Korea. Uh, Ecuador, all the South American countries, it goes on and on and on. So it just, it's basically something that we created 20 some odd years ago in honor of President um, uh, Bush, the father. I want to say it's, was it George H.? I think. Yes. I think it's George, George H. George W. was second. Yep. George H. is the, is the dad who, who, Danny, by the way, I had the supreme pleasure of meeting and I never met a more patriotic man in my life. Yep. And all I did was say hi to him and sit down with him for five minutes. But That's I mean, great. you could tell he bled red, white, and blue. And so that, that um, competition was founded after him. And um, it's, it's, Awesome. It's oh, it just is. another combination. You know what's interesting too, Danny, is the Walker Cup, which is a, a, a that the same Ryder Cup sort of um, the format, amateurs. except for the amateurs, was named after uh, a Walker is related to the Bushes, and I don't exactly know how, but I do know that the um, the the person that the Walker Cup was named after is in the Bush lineage as well. Interesting. Pretty cool. Did not know that. Yeah. Hey, this has been a great show. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thanks for being. Uh, I'm in all over the place. I'm going to go horse after this. I just had a ball. Thanks for being with me. You bet. That's Jay Delsing. And for Mike Small, the head coach at Illinois, Chris Pronger, thanks for coming in studio. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And for Jay, how do we end the show? Hit him straight, Jay. For a change, hit him straight, St. Louis. Thanks for being with us.